The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Anna Finch is an award-winning author who currently resides in Melbourne, Australia. By day, she works as an English and humanities teacher, and by night, she dives into her passion for writing. Anna has made her mark in the literary world with her acclaimed young adult urban fantasy novel, Voiceless, A Mermaid's Tale. The book has received numerous awards and accolades, including being in the top 20 books of 2022 in the Outstanding Creator Awards. And Anna joins us now what was it that inspired you to write your new book Melly the Mermaid is not scared of anything is the character very much inspired by you then a little bit but because I also teach I've seen some of that sort of behavior with um students it's quite common for me to say you can't do this because and they go ahead and do it yeah um (laughs) so some of those experiences um did influence my uh, writing. <laughs> because you're a teacher as well, do you think you are quite good at knowing what to write for a young adult audience and keeping their attention? Yeah, to a degree, um, because they are, a lot of kids that um, I have worked with in the past, they, they want to share what, what they're interested in. Yeah. They want to talk about things that interest them. Um, and that's a little bit a part of getting to know the students. What do they actually care about? Um, so that does help. Um, so I wrote this while I was teaching at, a previ- at another school and we were doing dystopian yeah. <laughs> as a as um, the, the as the creative writing unit. Um, um, they really didn't want to write. I'm like, I'll write something. Yeah. I'm like, I'll write something. I'll show you what I'm doing. But you also need to do something. Um, and they would ask. They're like, oh, what are you writing about? Oh, maybe this idea sounds good. And they, they want to share. So, What was it that made you want to write for this audience specifically? Was it your teaching work or did you always want to write children's books and young adult books anyway? I did always want to write books. Um, I did write a lot of short story, stories growing up, poems and things like that, um, entering into things like poetry competitions. Um, I was always interested in writing. Um, it was only really a few years ago that I found out about NaNoWriMo and I'm like, well, I did want to write a novel, so I'll have a go. It's not going to cost me anything but time. Um, And I really loved it. And at that point, I had not been writing creatively for a while. What I had been writing most um, was essays. Um, (laughs) 
with my <laughs> with my degrees and things like that. So I kind of got sick of writing because of the academic stuff. But um, yeah, just doing that competition just made me want to write some more. Um, I knew I wanted to write like novels and like young adult type fiction, children's mm. fiction books. I wanted to have a go <laughs> at doing it, if I'm honest. Um, but I found the writing process a little bit more enjoyable for children's books versus a novel because um, I felt like I accomplished something. I could sit down for that one day and just work at this children's picture book, get it done. I'll be like, yes, I've done this. Yeah. Um, and I can come back to it later and just read it and go, what did I write? <laughs> Whereas with a novel, sometimes I'd start writing and then I'm go- and I come back 10 minutes later. I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. And I just rewrite my sequel to Voiceless, which I'm working on. I've been working on it for a while. Like I've rewritten it like two times at wow. least <laughs> because I'm like, no, this, no, I just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's much more labor intensive to do the novel. And sometimes my attention span, I can't focus yeah. um, on that for too long. <laughs> I suppose you'd expect a children's picture book to be easier to write because you don't have to write as much and it's arguably a simpler story. Would that be fair to say? And also other elements that are harder, like it maybe being quite a difficult audience to impress? Yeah, it can be a difficult audience um, to impress. Uh, because while you are writing a story for children, the parents are the ones that pick the books yeah. or the libraries pick the books. So it has to not just be appealing and engaging for the kids. It has to be appealing and engaging enough for the adults who are reading it to the children. Um, so while a plot or the story itself might be more simplistic than a novel, there's still messages and nuance to stories. Um, some with rhyming books, um, I, in Melly the Mermaid, I do include rhyme. It's not always like it's not rhyming throughout, like from start to finish. There are um, some stanzas where there are no like rhyming, there's no rhyming involved. But if you do write rhyming books, generally speaking, you've got to make sure, like especially if it's consistent throughout the book, you have to make sure that it sticks to the same pattern for the rhyme. So there are some some strict rules around the writing. Um, word limit especially is a big one. Um, picture Children's books, children's picture books, are generally have to be under a 1,000 words. For older readers, it's at the upper end, so like six, seven-year-old uh, picture books for that age would be at the upper end, whereas for the younger ones, it has to be much smaller because attention spans are smaller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a lot of room to expand on a story or to have any subplots and things like that in a children's picture book. It has to be more um, straightforward. Your latest picture book, Melly the Mermaid, is not scared of anything. That's been quite a huge success. How does it feel to win awards so early on? I was surprised when I found out. <laughs> I'm like, my book hasn't come out yet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm entering my other picture book and there's no restrictions on whether or not the book has to be published. Yeah. I'll have a go. And at least it will um because some of the awards will give you will give reviews and they'll tell you things that are that need that are problems or uh, what's good, what's not. So I just use it as a way to get some feedback. Yeah. Um and I was 
very surprised. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was jumping up and down. I'm like, I can't believe this. Um, it, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm still waiting to see how it translates things with book sales. Um, but I'm just glad that people liked my work enough to think that it deserves an award. And it's a great head start, I suppose, because before it's even released, you've already got an award, which hopefully should benefit sales, surely. If you've already got mostly positive feedback and you've got an award to show for it, it's just a great head start, isn't it? Yeah, it can be, um, especially because the only other children's picture book I published, which was last year. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Was an alphabet concept book. It's very different to Melly the Mermaid. The alphabet concept books, you're literally just, the focus is on basically helping the kids learn the alphabet through sounds and through animals and things like that. Um, Whereas Melly the Mermaid has a storyline, it has a plot, the plot has to work, yeah. the rhyming has to work. So it's very um, it's very different. So the audience is different as well. Um, yeah. So it, it, I, I was very, very nervous. I'm like, Ooh, how is this going to go? Yeah. Does this put the pressure on you a bit for your next book to have another award? Because even your books before this did quite well, winning awards and accolades so if you don't win an award for your next book is that gonna knock your confidence a bit it may in the moment <laughs> um but 
you just got to keep trying. Um, you have to keep take the feedback and use it to improve. Um, I'm using the feedback that I got from Voiceless to improve for my next novel. Um, I used the feedback from Hide and Seek Alphabet to improve with Melly the Mermaid. So thing I got comment um, about the Hide and Seek book um, about the font. So I'm like, okay, I'll take that on board. I'll put a more straightforward font or rather than cursive. Um, so I would just take it as, an, um, as a way to grow. Uh, it, it might be disappointing at the time, but I can't let that keep me back. I've got to keep moving forward. Your book, Hide and Seek Alphabet, the great thing about it is, is that it's got Australian animals. And Australia is one of the most iconic countries for animals, isn't it? You've got kangaroos and koalas. Was there a bit of a fight as to what animal would get K? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I had to pick uh, from, I had, there's kangaroo, there's koala, <laughs> kookaburra. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of different animals. A lot of the more popular animals generally start with the same sort of letter. Yeah. So I had to try and work out. And I, what kind of made the decision for me was many people would have would recognize a kangaroo. They would already know it. Many people would also recognize a koala. Maybe not so much a kookaburra. Yeah. Um, I, so I decided I'll put something a little bit different because kookaburras are a very interesting bird. They yeah. laugh. They have a very funny laugh. Um, and they're a very beautiful bird. Um, so I wanted to put something a little bit different because all the other alphabet books that I had seen with Australian animals, they always used uh, either kangaroo or koala. Um, sometimes like some of the, some of the other animals as well, they would generally use some of the same ones. I wanted to do something a little bit different to give people the chance to see some of the other unique wildlife that we have here in Australia yeah. that they may not have seen in the media before. Um, it can give people something to talk about as well. Is it just animals or do you include insects as well? Like, did you do witchetty grub for W? I actually didn't think about that. <laughs> um, I didn't think about witchetty grub. Um, I went straight for wombat because I love oh, yeah. the wombat. They're really cute. Um, and the depending on where you are in Australia, they look a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I did include butterflies, so uh, Ulysses butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> um, some letters, there's only, there was like only one animal that started with that letter, um, so I had to use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, like and some animals that or insects that started with that letter, even if there is more than one, the name's impossible to pronounce for a child. Yeah. So there's no way I can use it. Um, <laughs> finding the letter X was a nightmare. Yeah. I literally went searching for any sort of animal, birds, insects that started with, with that letter that has been seen or found in Australia. They may not necessarily live here all the time. But it, they have been seen. So that's the only way I could get anything for the letter X. Um, and I'm doing another alphabet concept book with American animals or um, animals from the Americas. I'm still working on that one. Um, and the letter X as well is a challenge. Yes. Um, because the uh, one of the only animals for that is uh, a Mexican, one, the Mexican dog with the name starts with an X. I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't pronounce it. How can I get a kid yeah. to pronounce it? It's confusing because for years I thought you said xylophone like X-xylophone. So any word that yeah. you starts with an X is probably just going to confuse children. Yeah. <laughs> 
definitely um it's the same with a lot of the different letters uh they have multiple sounds so sometimes um what can happen is that when it comes to spelling this is what i noticed um the kids will write a word if you look at the letters by the sounds that those letters make then they've technically written it correctly but because of the spelling conventions they haven't yeah so uh was W-A-S. Kids, some kids will write W-O-Z. Yeah. The sounds are correct. They've just used the wrong letters for the sound. Um, so, which is why I included the second page where they had to find the animal. And I repeated that sound uh, with the name. With the name of, a, like, giving the animal a name, a human name, and then the name of the animal. So they are exposed to that sound. Sometimes they'll be exposed to the letter, but with two different sounds on the same page. So they can see how it might be different. So they might start beginning to recognise differences in the letters and maybe the sounds associated with them. Well, what's coming up for you next? Have you got any more books that you're working on? Yeah, um, (laughs) so I've got that um, other alphabet concept book that I'm working on, um, which will involve animals from the Americas. I haven't really narrowed it down whether it's just going to be the US or if Americas in general. I'm still working on that one. Um, I'm still. I'm also working on my the sequel to Voiceless. Uh, at this stage, it's I'm calling it Unspoken. Um, it's currently looking to be like a mystery fantasy type novel. Um, I've been working on that for a while. I would like to try and get that, at least the draft done yeah. this year, because once the draft is done, you've got the, the storyline is pretty much set. It's just making adjustments. Um, and I can do editing and things like that fairly quickly in comparison to writing that initial draft. So those are the two main ones that I'm working on at the moment. And in the meantime, where are we able to find your latest book, Melly the Mermaid is Not Scared of Anything? It's available on Amazon, uh, Kobo, Nook, Apple, Google Play, um, as well as you can order it uh, via bookstores. Um, and it's pretty much available anywhere books are sold in paperback, hardcover and ebook. Yeah. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you on. Thank you. It's been great talking with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.